Hey, what's up? Hey, man. Can you hear me okay? I can. All right, very cool. So I'm, I'm stoked to be able to do this interview. Um, cool, so I, I normally just kind of keep the questions pretty simple and straightforward and um, let you do most of the talking. I'm not like the most outgoing, talkative person. So, I mean, do you have any questions to kind of yeah, yeah, get yeah. the conversation going here? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I have some like basic questions. So, um, yeah, I guess just by way of introduction, introduce yourself to everybody. Who are you? Uh, what do you write? I write Bus 166 from STP and MSK Group. Cool, and, and where did your name come from? Uh, I was writing something else, and uh, <clears throat> it was right when I started started hanging out with uh, GK, and uh, he told me I needed to change my name, so we were just trying to come up with something, and I was driving a, a Volkswagen bus at the time, so we just kind of <laughs> settled on that. Just, hey, pick something out of your life. Well, I happen to have a lamp in my house, so I'm the right lamp. <laughs> basically... It's random as that, you know. <laughs> That's so funny. You know? But it, you know, it ended up being pretty fitting because we did a lot of a lot of bombing in the bus and you know a lot of a lot of fun times. So, what year was this? When you? It was uh, 1993. What's the 166? Oh, the bus was a 1966, and it it started off with the name was Bus. 66, but there, you had to pause in the middle, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't, when you try to say bus 66 next to it, it's just too many, too many S's, so I just added, <laughs> added the one. <laughs> so, so it was easier to say when, when people hit me up, you know. That's awesome. So, uh, it's just <laughs> random stuff that, that leads you, you know, the way you end up. That's cool. When, when did you start writing graffiti? I started messing around in 91, just uh, scribbles and doodles and stuff. And when did you, when did you meet GK? It was, it was right, I think it was right in uh, either right at the end of 92 or the beginning of 93. I was, uh, I don't even remember. I was I was kind of starting this uh, this clothing store with a with a friend of mine, and he was friends with them, and um, so it was pretty much when MSK was kind of getting reformed. I, I don't really know the whole backstory, but it was a crew, in uh, I believe in '87 or '88. But uh, I mean, I don't know if, if the details are exactly right, but. Um, they ended up reforming it in in '93 with uh, I think it was like seven seven people, and um, I think I was the eighth. <laughs> so there's like the original seven, and then I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like I'm number eight <laughs> in the list. Do you, who were the who were the first seven? Let's see, Eclipse. Uh, Gank or GK, Havoc, Fate, Gone, Baba, 
from just forgetting something important. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. One <laughs> other. I must have forgot something important. That's how it is, you know. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, go ahead. I was just, um, was that kind of the first crew or? Was that my first crew? Yeah. yeah well, I mean, I have little mess around crews, you know, nothing, nothing worth mentioning. Um, but the first real crew was, was MSK. But they, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't what it is now back then. It was, you know, not a lot of people actually, I think at the time, most people hadn't heard of it. So, um, it was, you know, sort of starting from scratch more or less. Uh, well, I mean, not so much starting from scratch because, you know, we had AWR behind us and they were already well established and one of the, the more talented crews out there. So obviously we had a kind of a good head start with that. Yeah, it's probably the most well-respected crew around now. Well, I'll let other people say that. I don't like saying shit like that personally, but... <laughs> Uh, if you say so, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I'll say so. I, I kind of ducked out towards the end of, uh, the end of the nineties. I, I ended up going back to college. And so once I got out of college, I, I took another couple of years off. So I was gone for about a total of six years between some of the, some of the really the hardest hitting years, uh, I would say, when MSK was really turning into the, I don't know, wild or worldwide kind of thing. You know what I mean? Sure. We were we were pretty well established in LA by by the time I kind of had uh, had to uh, you know go focus on something else for, for a bit. What are, what are the other crews that you wrote? What, before MSK? Or, or after, or, what's or, STP oh. and some of the other? Uh, yeah, just, it was, uh, MSK and then, uh, then I got an STP and, um, and then GK and I had this little crew called, uh, TGS. The graveyard shift. It was kind of like we just were running into a lot of young young people that really weren't like uh, ready to to recruit an MSK per se. But uh, but you know we really liked these guys, so so we wanted to kind of form sort of a little casual crew where we could sort of get a bunch of these guys together, and you know it was kind of a fun thing. And then, I don't know, something, something between two people got sour and, and ended up just being a little bit uh, more trouble than it was worth, if I'm remembering that right. But I swear when I try to think back, it's, like it's all such a blur, you know, it was just so long ago. So how did you, I'm doing this a little bit out of order, but um, how did you start, how did you get into writing in the first place? It's a sort of started showing up in my neighborhood. I grew up in the suburbs, so it was it wasn't uh, it wasn't always around growing up. I do remember 
really clearly, for some reason, I mean, not really clearly, I remember graffiti. There was this underpass, it was 1979. Um, and I remember seeing it all the time when, when I'd be in the car with my parents. I guess I was like four years old or something. And it was there for, I think, like two or three years, and then it got buffed. But that was kind of one of my earliest exposures. So what I remember was graffiti. It was a really colorful uh, mural underneath the, underneath the freeway overpass. And later, I guess maybe when I was like 10, I think I was probably around 10, 11, uh, my dad had season tickets uh, to the Raiders. So we would, I, I went to a few games with them. And I distinctly remember having this conversation with him when we were driving, you know, uh, you know where the Coliseum is? Yeah. Tons of graffiti out there. So um, even back then, I guess, I don't know what year that would have been when I was, when I was 10, but, you know, early 80s, mid-80s, whatever. Um, early 80s, yes. Anyway, um, but I remember asking my dad, like, you know, that stuff's so cool, you know, why, why would it be illegal to do that? And my dad didn't really have an answer. He just said something like, ah, oh, it's just the way it is, you know. <laughs> but uh, but I, then I guess a little later when I was in sixth grade, this kid showed up with uh, one of the early uh, books, when it was either Subway Art or, um, or uh, whatever, Spray Can Art, one of those books. I think it was Subway Art, actually. Um, so, but, but, you know, for some reason, I, I never really thought that, that, that I could become, just be a graffiti writer. It didn't really occur to me, you know what I mean? It's like, you would see it, and it was like, oh, that's something cool that these people are doing. But then in, in uh, 90, I guess it was 90, maybe even 89 or 90, it started showing up around, and, um, I used to make fun of everybody for doing it at first, but then, then I, I started uh, I started fucking around with it, and it was it was pretty much all over from there. You know, it is when you first get into it; it's kind of like the all-consuming, just drawing on everything, envelopes and cardboard boxes, whatever, practicing and shit. Was it? Um I mean, were you starting out, were you mostly, were you into art before, before graffiti? Yeah, I've always, uh, I've always drawn, uh, from pretty much since I was really, really young, I've always, uh, always drawn. I, I always felt like I was, I don't know, like as far as the talent goes for drawing, like actually drawing realistic shit or really good cartoon stuff. I felt like I was always just right right below where I needed to be in order to really make a career out of it, you know? And so eventually I, I kind of I wasn't drawing anything at all until graffiti. And then once I started drawing that, I remember it took me a long time just to figure out how to make letters look like graffiti letters, you know? Just look like some dude just draws if like, you know, if you gave some guy on the street and said, here, do, do an outline of a name, that's like, you know, what the shit would look like. <laughs> but there's that, there's that, uh, I don't even know what it is now, but there's that key sort of attitude that, that, that you have to learn how to do. I don't know if it's 
people are so so exposed to graffiti now. I don't know if it's uh, if it's quite the same now since you see so many different ways of doing things. But I remember specifically struggling with not not knowing why my shit didn't look like graffiti, you know, until until somebody actually really actually it was it was it was uh, what do you call it? Uh, I was able to make it look like graffiti, but really shitty. Up until I met um, GK and all those guys, and ultimately I met GK introduced me to Eclipse, and uh, he's the one that sort of uh, I keep saying, "Ah, I can't help it." <laughs> uh, he's the one that he gave me these letters and, and just told me to do them. That's a good way to learn. Just he gave me these, this piece of paper with all these different uh, not at all. It was like maybe four or five different things and some drawings on there and some really simple, simple letters. And by... Was this Eclipse or GK? Eclipse. GK gave me letters too. Um, but, um, you know, I was just... <laughs> I was brutalizing his letters and, and <laughs> Eclipse... Eclipse was always... Not that GK wasn't cool giving me the letters because he, he did, but... Eclipse was always the guy that um, it was about. It was about helping the people around him first. That's the only impression that I got from him. Like any kind of uh, crew fame that, that young people kind of seek or graffiti fame, it always seemed like he wanted his crew to be recognized, you know, more than himself. So I mean, he essentially gave me letters that that were obviously his letters um, and, and gave me permission to just use them and he even told me to not, don't even alter them, just, just paint them exactly how he drew them. And uh, that's, just, that's pretty much how I learned, you know, all the stuff that you're talking about, the, the phrase and all that. Like, with the exception of some of the weird, goofy stuff that was like, like curvy, <laughs> uh, loopy kind of weirdo letters that would be... With the exception of that, all the other stuff that, that you would have seen in the 90s was was very, very heavily uh, influenced by that piece of paper. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, it was, uh, it was really cool. <laughs> that's, I don't know. I, even back then, it, it was an honor to get to get letters, you know, from somebody like that. I, he, he was already a really established guy, but if you think about it now, I mean, all the stuff that he's done, it's, um, you know, it's, it's a pretty cool thing to have, have been able to, to do something like that, to have a story like that, you know? Sure. Uh, were there any other kind of major influences back then? Oh, yeah, like, uh, I mean, I, I was a fan of tons of people, um, but obviously GK was the, you know, Eclipse is, is pretty much the one that really helped me figure out style, but um, but GK was was really the guy that showed me how to how to become like a real graffiti writer. You know, like there's that that there's that kind of line where where you're just like a dude that does graffiti, or you're actually like a real guy. You know that people will talk to and you know what I mean? <laughs> they'll, they'll tell you shit. <laughs> so, I mean, 
I, I don't know if, if it wasn't for him, I don't know if I, I would have ever uh, actually made that jump because, like I, I told you in the beginning, I'm not like I've never been a super outgoing guy, so I don't know if I would have been able to to put myself in into those uh, those situations where where I was being introduced to all these kind of different people. Um, so yeah, I mean, I really owe it owe a lot to those guys, the two of those guys, and everybody else that I paint with. Back there, of course. I mean, Saber painted painted with him a lot until he moved to San, San Francisco. Um, Fate and Habit, there were you know chaos teams. We go bombing Fate, Habit, GK, and myself, and some other guy. I don't remember what he wrote. He's like this oddball guy that just. They were always just the most chaotic <laughs> nights of bombing. We pull over and you just there's just dudes all over the fucking place, you know, scattered everywhere. Uh, it's ridiculous. Painting or uh, painting? Huh? People were all over painting. What do you mean? Yeah, painting on the streets and stuff. Like we would go walk around Venice and all that kind of stuff. Huh. Bombing, uh, street bombing and shit. Cool. Um, how did you how did you get into painting trains? How did I what? How did you get into painting trains? Um, I don't know. It just seemed like something that that just went hand in hand with with being a graffiti writer. I just was kind of interested in doing everything, except for the bus buses. Like I had just missed that. Did you did you know about that whole thing that RTD buses? Like that crazy culture that they had going. No, um, actually, what's that all about? Oh man, they have the craziest stories. Like they they go into the they would get onto the buses and I mean uh, this is this is me trying to remember a story, but a buddy of mine uh, writes Price nine eleven from SCP and OSA UTI a bunch of other crews and. Uh, he was he was telling all these crazy stories where like you'd get on the bus and you'd kick open the the fucking it's like a sunroof or some shit or you'd kick open a window and they get a spray can and just mob up the whole inside of the bus and jump out the window and there was there was these other stories where like the bus would pull up to the to the thing and there's pictures of it and they're just guys all over the bus, like just tagging all over the side of it, tagging on the front, scribing the windows, like it was all just kind of dying out right when I got in. So that that was one thing that I never, um, I mean, it was interesting, but, but I was like, you know, the first time I ever try to ride on a bus, that's when there's going to be a fucking, a cop on there and get caught, you know. So I... I mean, I guess that's the other thing that, that made me so interested in Swings is, is I was never really, uh, was never really super interested in, in being like a, like a fucking high profile wanted man, you know, <laughs> you know, those bombers that just rack up tons and tons and tons of, of fines and shit and they get caught and like I was never really interested in, in, in going that direction. So I, I think I was more cautious with 
where I, where I put my graffiti in terms of how noticed it was going to get by the law, you know, because I've, I've started hearing how, you know, the, uh, whoever it is that busts all the graffiti, they started taking pictures of stuff and keeping logs and all that shit. And uh, so freight sort of seemed like something that it was a lot safer. And it just seemed so cool to, to I mean, now with the internet, it's just, it doesn't really seem as cool to me, but back then it was like the coolest thing to know that your work could just show up somewhere else, you know? Like, there there was no internet, so, you know, the only way your work showed up was either in, in uh, you know, photo training between people or, or, uh, or showing up in magazines or whatever. So... But so back then, it, it, you know, you'd hear, oh, shit, man, I was in fucking Canada and I saw one of your trains. And it's like, oh, man, really? Like, it was just some Canadians looking at my shit, you know, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, now it just it seems kind of funny to say that because, I mean, anybody from anywhere can see your stuff. But, I mean, that was the allure of it back then. And um, I still think artwork looks looks really good on those on those trains, but, um, the whole traveling thing, I don't know. I was talking to that guy. Did you ever see, uh, Pistol 45's trains? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if he was, yeah, I think he was a train guy, wasn't he? He was yeah. telling me that he saw one of my trains parked right on an overpass, and, like, I never got to see that, but, I mean, how cool would that be? You just get, like, a perfect overpass spot just because you happen to have a train that parked right there. Sure. So were you into all the photo trading and, and all that stuff? A little bit. I, I've always been really bad about correspondence and all that kind of stuff. So I had this uh, friend called uh, Beta out in Detroit. I think he was Detroit. I don't remember. I think that was where, where he was. I traded a lot with him, but... Uh, I think we mainly just traded each other's stuff. Like he was, he was into doing a lot of really cool shit. Like um, he would always send me pictures that I was just so envious of because he would find these like fresh brick walls that had never been painted before, and just paint right on them with no buff, just with rust only. And they always looked so cool, like a sticker just stuck on the side of the on the side of the building, you know. Like without the buff marks around it. <laughs> anyway, so him and uh, that guy, Roger Gassman, you know yeah. who he is? Yeah, clear. <clears throat> yeah, clear. I, I was, I met him in 93. I was on tour with, uh, I was playing in this straight edge band called Strife. And, uh, you were in Strife? Yeah, I was, I played guitar with them for like a, maybe like a year and a half. Are you serious? Yeah, isn't that weird? <laughs> Whoa, I had no idea. Yeah, I did that, and then I don't know if you ever heard of Eyelid. It was another band that I that I played in after Strife. It was more of a more of a metal band. After that, wow! But I met Clear. Crazy. I met Clear on the Strife tour the first time that we ever went on tour, and uh, I started trading photos with him and. I still see him every now and then, talk to him every now and then, but, uh, 
Yeah, he came out and stayed with me back then. It was a, oh, you know, he also he also got me a bunch of kits. I still have I still have uh, freezer bags full of fat caps that I bought from him back in the nineties. <laughs> Random. Yeah. I remember he would trade tips for photos of your girlfriend's boobs or something like that. Oh yeah, that sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds very familiar. I don't remember. It was like an ad in his magazine or something. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> I, used to, I used to trade a lot of photos with him as well. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, he was always very active in that kind of stuff. That's crazy. Um, do you have any good stories with painting with GK or painting freights? But, you know, they're not even that interesting. It's like, you know, <laughs> we saw some people, we hauled ass, you know. I guess they used to have a freight yard once, but it was very anticlimactic, you know, fucking lights and huge engine sounds, and we hopped the fence, and that was the end of it, you know. I honestly, I, I don't know, I, I think I flew under the radar in a lot of ways, uh, in terms of, like, we got chased out of motor yard once. I feel like I can remember every time I got chased. Um, by the cops, like they could probably count them on, on both hands. I don't know. I had an easy run. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> For though. the most part. Yeah, I mean, I'm, that sounds I'm nice. Pretty, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know a lot of people that did prison time, and you know, a lot of, there's people that aren't even alive. I'm very fortunate to. Uh, I don't even I don't have any felonies or anything, which is pretty easy. Kind of did my thing, and that was the, that was it. I just do legal stuff now. I don't even too chicken shit to even go paint a freight these days. <laughs> so what what are you it. doing now? I noticed um, <clears throat> there's a lot of stuff at the the Venice Beach. What is what is this thing you're doing now? Yeah, that's kind of why I'm back in graffiti again in uh, 2014. Uh, I was logging on to this Facebook that I had. I, I was, I came back into graffiti from uh, 2006 to 2010, and then I kind of fell off. And uh, in 2014, I just logged on to my Facebook just to see if, to make sure it didn't get hacked or something, and there was a bunch of weird shit posted on there. Uh, so I logged on there, and I saw that I got added to this STP page, and, um, you know, I, I'd gotten an SCP in 94, and they sort of ended up going into gangbanging and all this crazy stuff, so I ended up leaving in 96, and that was pretty much the last that I'd ever heard from them, so it was weird to see that I got added to this page. And just out of curiosity, I got on there and they were talking about all this charity work that they do and there was all this talk about the Venice Art Walls and um, that's what the pavilion and what used to be the pavilion is called now. There's just a couple of walls left. And um, and so SCP had taken over as, uh, as curators of that, of that place in order to keep it up. They, it was being run before for a couple of years by, um, uh, fuck, I wish I remembered the name of it, but 
this other art organization, and they ended up, um, for, for whatever reason, not being able to do it anymore. So the city was either going to tear the, tear the space down, tear all the walls down, or find another nonprofit that was willing to take it over. And so just at that, at that time, they just happened to, Bruno had happened to start a nonprofit, so it all kind of came together. At least that's the way I remember, or the way I heard it. Um, so anyway, long story short, I, it kind of sparked an interest in graffiti that I, that I thought was kind of gone forever, because it was a little more interesting to me to be able to, I don't know, go and, go and get involved in this, this uh, non-profit that they had going and sort of see where that took me instead of just kind of, I don't know, in those years that I told you I'd come back, it was just such a, a meaningless handful of pieces over that course of those few years. I mean, I, I painted with some people and I, I had some good times and I, I met I had never met Triggs before, and um, and uh, I hung out with him uh, the a few times, so I'm really grateful for that. And if I wasn't um, if I wasn't back, you know, that wouldn't happen. But for the most part, it was just me and that guy involved. Um, and yeah, it was just a handful of pieces, and there wasn't really anything behind it, so. When I started getting involved involved with the STP Foundation and back in the STP crew, I don't know, it was just, uh, it, it was the same level of, of uh, you know, how, how graffiti sort of just takes over to a certain extent. You know, once you're a graffiti writer, I don't know if this is the same for everybody, but like your shit, there's just doodles everywhere. And, Cans everywhere. You're always thinking about it. Um, so, STP was sort of what brought that back. But obviously, it was a, it's a different thing for me now. I'm a grown man. I have a I own a business and shit. You know, I've got a bunch of dogs. So I, <laughs> I'm not gonna like go try to hang off of a, a freeway bridge or anything. You know, like that. I, I don't even. I don't even park my car illegally anymore. You know, I just don't want any fucking problems <laughs> with anybody. <laughs> so, so it was just kind of cool. Like I could do this. I could do this with graffiti and, and actually, you know, have have a, a sort of a greater purpose to it than than just promoting you know your name or, or your crew. You know, Saturday and Sunday from 10 a.m. till sundown. Uh, there's a member of STP there assigning spaces for people. So, so if I'm watching the walls on a particular Saturday or Sunday, and uh, somebody, excuse me, if somebody comes, we'll sort of have a discussion on what what exactly they're going to paint. If they're just going to kind of fuck around and do some throwies or whatever, there's a there's some little walls and these kind of weird cones that they can paint, and then. Um, if they want to do a piece, or if there's a few guys that want to paint together, or a few, you know, a few people that want to paint together, um, there's there's these two walls that are sort of what's left of the old pavilion, um, and so we'll assign spaces for for people to paint there. 
pretty much just a legal yard, but you, it's not like a free for all. You have to kind of—it's like a first come, first serve kind of thing. Kind of curated. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it's, it really is. I mean, it's—you know—I I feel like I've accepted that the graffiti's just forever changed. You know, obviously with with the internet, there's your your stuff is sort of immortalized immediately by you know a handful of people that, that just happen to be there um you know taking a picture of your shit with their kid in front of it tagging you on their instagram you know it's all like <laughs> it's, it's a much different thing you know it's not like the grimy secretive like back then back in the 90s you know we didn't really tell normal people civilians if you will you know we didn't tell them about graffiti, you know, we didn't tell them what we were doing, what we were up to, but with the Venice art walls, it's kind of also a, a tourist attraction. So you get like today, I was taking a break from painting. I was, I was there this morning and this dad was like, Oh yeah, take a picture in front of, in front of his artwork, you know? <laughs> so he puts his kid in front of theirs. It's kind of cool. Just a whole different thing. You know? Wow. So, Go ahead. Yeah, I'm hoping to, I'm hoping to start another one. I mean, eventually. I mean, we're, we're not me. I mean, obviously, we we've been talking about expanding, and it's just such a good place, a good thing to have uh, for people to, if they want to just paint something, you know, they don't have to take any risks. And uh, with the internet, you just take a picture of it, and fucking, you know, thousands of people. Thousands more people will see it than than would have, you know, even if it ran for a week. So so hopefully people really understand that, like, you put your shit up, you take a picture, and then you just sort of forget about it. It's going to get covered up. And, like, the turnover is really fast. There's a really small amount of uh, room, you know. Is it pretty much every week or even less than that? Yeah. No, every single week. It's, it's open every every Saturday and Sunday. So what is what does STP stand for? Setting the pace. It was one of the crews that was during that um, that crazy uh, uh, what do you call it RTD bus culture, whatever you call that. They were they were one of the crews doing all that that stuff back in the late '80s, early '90s. Yeah, I really want to do some some kind of something to get the stories out of some of these guys. Cause it's just the craziest stuff, you know, like, you can't even imagine getting away with it now, you know, with, like, 9-11 and shit after that. People are all, like, on the edge, you know, there's all these mass shootings and shit. Can you imagine, like, fucking bunch of fucking dudes that are just, like, dressed in all... Everybody's wearing big-ass size 50 Ben Davis and shit, <laughs> just running, <laughs> running and piling up on the side of a bus. I mean, it must have been terrifying for the people on the buses, you know, but uh, it's just a different time, I guess, you know. What, who are some of the other writers that are influencing you now? Um, there's a lot of, uh, let's see, there's this guy, I mean, he's not really... Wait, let me let me think about this first before I start throwing people around. 
Um, you know, it's weird, like, I'm not really so much looking at people's graffiti anymore. I, I mean, I'm looking at it, but I'm not not looking at it the same as I used to. Like, I'm just doing whatever it is that I want to do. So, I mean, I, I don't know if I can really name anybody, but I mean, I, sure. I always look at, uh, I've always looked at Revoke stuff for colors. I mean, he's, I always really liked how he used colors, and, and I still look at his stuff for that. But uh, there's a lot of uh, a lot of youngsters in, in FTP that are that are doing really cool stuff. There's this guy. Uh, there's this guy that writes knobs. He has these really funky letters, and I don't know if he's a youngster, but this dude kill him. He has these really cool letters. A guy uh, Remix. And Adam, they're two young guys, but they got really dope letters and kind of like that young sensibility, that, you know, that young energy that that only a young person can put into their letters, I guess, <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you notice that kind of stuff. Yeah, there's only a certain amount of, of, uh, of that you have, you know, I guess, <laughs> that, that young young energy. I don't, I don't have it anymore, so I mean, I think... Uh, looking at, at some of their stuff, the amount of time they spend, you know, carving in all these details, and, and it's pretty cool. Very cool. What I, what I want to do um, is talk about some of the specific freights that are sort of, I guess, just real classics in my mind. Um, okay. If you can kind of remember the, the story behind it, give us a little context, yeah. that'd be great. Um, yeah, I'll see if I can. So, I mean, one of my my favorites of all time is that is the the one you did with GK that I sent you originally. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's funny. That was like one of my least favorite freights. It was so <clears throat> it was so. <laughs> I just remember it was so hard. In both of our freights, I feel like they were really, really sloppy. Like we were, they were they were bigger than we normally go. So we were climbing on shit, like we didn't bring any ladders or anything, so we're pretty much like climbing on the little latches and shit on the on the freight. And uh, I remember finishing it going like, oh my god, this is just fucking awful. I hated it, I hated <laughs> it so much. I really liked the MSK in the middle though. Was, that, was there an MSK in the middle? Like a blue one, right? Yeah. Yeah, I just remember when I caught this, it, it just looked huge. Yeah, that's what we were trying to do. We're, Trying to get them as big as we could. <laughs> I'm looking at this now. It's funny. Yeah, I All love faded. it. <laughs> so that was that was painted in LA. Yeah, I think where was it? Uh, it was either at the Bud, Bud. I mean, I only really painted the Budweiser yard and whatever uh, that other yard was called, uh, Woodman. So it's one of those two. I kind of feel like it was a, it was at Woodman. Fuck, I remember what the fucking, the smells of the yard, I missed that shit, man. I can remember, you know, the, the fucking, just the oily, whatever yeah. that shit is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the sounds. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love that freight, so, whatever. Thank you. Yeah, and looking at it now, it doesn't look quite as bad as I remember it, but I can see that it was a little sloppy. <laughs> 
It's pretty funny. What uh? What about the the backwards one? Yeah, that's still my all time. I mean, it might be my favorite piece of graffiti that I've ever done. I don't know. It was just, I think that was at the Budweiser yard, and uh, I feel like I did a few backwards pieces back then or that night. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. Yeah, I, remember. I don't think there's really a story, but I, it was one of the. I pretty much went painting with freights with GK every time, most of the time, and he was there that night. And there, yeah, I got TGS up there. That was that was the crew I told you about. That was fun. Yeah, it was uh, Osh paint, I believe. Dude, how how good were you about like documenting your freights? Man, it was really good, but the uh, uh, I had a bunch of flicks that uh, essentially were stolen, so I'm missing missing kind of a pretty good gap of stuff. But I do have a I do have quite a few, I believe. I did a little digging just to see what was on Flickr, and there's a. Uh... A freeway with a bunch of throbs that you did with GK. Have you seen that one? Oh yeah, the red and yeah, white fill. Yeah, there was a, we we kind of uh, we both developed like new bubbles. I don't remember how like we were both really influenced by um, I can't remember who. I mean, just the style of of. Uh, uh, bubbles. I'm pretty sure they were doing them on like subways or something, but it was like fat cap. You fill it in with a fat cap really fast, you know, and then outline it with a stock tip, and your outline would kind of be inside the fill at times. Like it had like this kind of intentionally sloppy look to it, and throw a little drop shadow on there. So we both kind of came up with our own version of those bubbles, and we would just go out and. Um, and see how fast we can get them up. So like that that night, we, we just did like, you know, like bus GK, just the white part. And so we went, you know, you know, bus GK, then bus GK, then, you know, and then like one after the other, and then went back and did the same thing to outline them. We did that also, uh, there's some video of us doing that actually. Um, out there somewhere, following a freeway. So you did all the fill we first, and then then went back. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, we would do. Yeah, it was like fill them all in, and then go back and outline them all. It was kind of like I don't know. It was pretty fun because you time it out between cars and shit. Very cool. Well, uh, I don't think I have any other questions for you. Is there? Um, anything you want to say in closing? Nah, not really. Just put whatever you think sounds cool at the end. You know, yeah, something positive, you know. <laughs> okay, cool. Nothing to say to the youngsters, though? Oh, to the youngsters, yeah. I would say, you know, be careful. Don't, don't be fucking... Don't be posting pictures of yourself next to your shit. Before the statute of limitations is up, <laughs> you know, it's crazy.
crazy. You know, I don't know. I, I, I worry about the freight people right now a little bit. Because don't you think that eventually somebody somewhere is going to be like, all right, I've had fucking enough of this shit. <laughs> and they're going to start cracking down. You know, there's probably millions of dollars worth of damage that they can pin on you. So I would say just, just still continue to use caution. And, and, you know, if you're going to be out there doing that shit, be really careful. That's good. Oh, yeah. And don't, don't get hit by a train. Don't, don't forget... That you can't hear that shit when you're standing in front of it. And um, I almost got hit by a train once. I, I was crossing, you know, you cross between the cars. Sure. And, uh, and I was just about to step out from in between two cars and a, a train came by. Like, I didn't even fucking hear it at all. Like, haul and ass came by, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, yeah, so just... Be fucking careful. Don't get cocky. So easy to get cocky hanging off the freeway bridges and shit. Yeah, you don't want to mess around. So, cool. I think that's perfect. Well, thanks, man. All I, right. I really appreciate it. All right, man. Well, thanks for for the invite. Yeah, appreciate thank you. It. All right, thanks. Bye.